Our scripture this morning are from the letters, the epistles of Paul. Both of these readings were selected by Marian herself. Our first reading is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Paul writes, But we appeal to you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who labor among you and have charge of you in the Lord and admonish you. Esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, beloved, to admonish the idlers, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with all of them, See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Here ends our first reading. And our second reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and it speaks of that promise we have and that home we have with God. So we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Yet we do have confidence, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or are away, we make it our aim to please him. For all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each may receive rep- recompense for what has been done in the body, whether good or evil. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words in my mouth and the meditations in our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. I think I told a story once about my upbringing at Golden Valley Methodist Church, and Colleen came up to me afterwards and said, that was my home church. And so as I've been hearing and listening to all of these stories, many of them center around that church. I have this vision in my head of your mother and your family, these people I didn't know at the time, and the influence that you all probably had on me as a young child. I left that church when I was 12, but I know we shared a pastor, which is a pretty cool connection. In just a moment, I'm going to read these words. Into your hands, O merciful Savior, we commend your servant, Marian. Acknowledge we humbly beseech you, a sheep of your own fold, a lamb of your own flock, a sinner of your own redeeming. Receive her into the arms of your mercy and into the glorious company of the saints in light. This is the final commendation that we have at the end of all of our funeral ceremonies. It is, in fact, my favorite part of the funeral. And I think it's my favorite part because it's a moment where I get to stand among you and do something that I think is significant, to acknowledge what we're doing today, placing Marian in the hands of God. And we do that by acknowledging the relationship that exists between all of us, the fact that for so many years, you all were the ones who held her hand. 
And now God is the one who holds her hand and holds her in God's hands. And it also acknowledges that indeed Miriam was one of God's own, one of God's fold, one of God's flock, one of God's beloved since the day she was born into the day she died and she is still one of God's beloved. And so while we mourn and say goodbye today, we also give thanks for that promise of God holding Miriam. However, I do think before we can get along with that and place God in, or Marion in God's hands that we've got to celebrate that life that you held for so long. Ninety-six years. Oh, Ninety-six years, and from the stories I heard, you wouldn't know it. I think Marion perhaps had more energy than I have at 40 at, with 96 years. Someone read an email of the activities that she did during the day and who she visited and how she went from puzzles to lunch and chatting here, working in the gift store and more. You would not think she would have been 96 years old and keeping up with all of this, but indeed she did. Abundant life is what Marion lived. The word that I kept hearing as I conversed with the family, all of you up here, was laughter. And I heard it in the letter again. Laughter. It didn't matter if it was playing games up at the cabin with friends, volleyball every Sunday afternoon, or how you ate outside the entire summer. Um, Laughter was key from cruises and trips with you, Dave, to practical jokes in the neighborhood, walking through people's houses without acknowledging that you even were there. I imagine the laughter erupting as soon as you got out the door and felt it was safe. Marion loved to laugh. But I think more than that, Marion loved to laugh with all of you. She might have shook her head at times as she got older and maybe called you bossy. But part of me thinks that after she received her scolding from her own children, that she was laughing on the inside. There's something precious about our kids telling us to get it together. Marion had a joy for life, a joy in being with her friends, her family, and anyone she encountered and could welcome to her table or to her side. As I said earlier, the scripture that you just heard was chosen by Marion herself when she planned her funeral in her mid-60s. I wonder if she laughed, would have laughed at the time if she knew she'd live another 30-plus years before we'd read those words. The words of 1 Thessalonians are good ones. Words I think that Marian probably based her life on to encourage the faint-hearted, to help the weak, to be patient, to be patient, and to rejoice in all things, pray without ceasing, and above all, give thanks. I believe Marian rejoiced in her life her marriage, her wonderful family, her strong faith, a community of faith that sustained her and so, so many friends. Marion rejoiced in sharing her life with you. 
She was always someone, from what I hear, who was willing and looking to people who might be on the outside, bringing them in, welcoming them, being an ambassador, inviting them to that volleyball game that happened almost every, after, uh, every Sunday afternoon, being that new friend to the strangers at the Glen as they came to a new place and then soon enough became her friends. She had energy and stamina to keep going no matter what, and she lived the call to the very end. Even when she could no longer walk on her own, it didn't discourage her from setting up chairs so she could just use those as the walker that she had left behind in order to continue her service and her interaction with other people. And even in her last days where she moved from the Glen to her final place, she still would make her way down the hall, join in lunch with other people, put her lipstick on, make sure the outfit was matching, and converse. That's a good way to live. Abundant life. A life of love, a life of faith, a life of rejoicing and giving thanks in all things, for all things. Of course, in the end, Marian's body did fail her. It gives out as all of ours do, even if she didn't want that to happen. But even on hard days, she still managed to get out of bed to get her nails done. You know, there's appointments to keep. When I met Colleen a few weeks ago and she stopped by church to tell me what was going on with her mom, we talked for a little while about this sacred time. And so many of you were able to come. You all knew, which I think is really cool. Not all of you made it in time, even though I know Marion would have liked that. And I said as much to Colleen, I said, this is important time, a time to say goodbye. And I don't know if you remember if you, what you said to me, but you said, I don't want to say goodbye. And I thought, yeah, why would we? Who wants to say goodbye to someone we love? I don't want to say goodbye. Those are true and honest words, and they're the right ones. And the promise we have in Christ is that we really don't say goodbye, at least not for forever. We say goodbye for now, but the promise in Christ is that one day we will be reunited with those we love. We will once again get to laugh together. The promise is that death has been swallowed up, and while our earthly body might fail us, the promises from God never go away. They live throughout it all, and they say, until we meet again, someday... On Marianne's last day, I was told as you all showed up on that day that she acknowledged you, that she reached out her hands and brought you close, able to interact and say special words, to say goodbye for now. And I've been imagining that since you told me that, Colleen, her holding your head and reaching out to all of these people who encountered her that day, and then I imagine God doing the same, reaching out God's arms, reaching out God's hands to bring Marion close, to bring her home, 
for now. To bring her into the kingdom in welcome and hospitality and rejoicing and love. And knowing that one day God will reach out God's hands for us. And I imagine Marion will be right there, reaching out her arms to welcome all of you. Amen.